Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Monsters podcast right here on the Believe Network. This is the Believe in Monsters podcast. You're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon. You're listening to our friends Lucas Berry, Chris Krogman, and myself, Joe Gaither, talk about the Chicago Bleepin' Bears. I don't know why you're listening to this show because our bears suck. But we appreciate you and love you anyways. <laughs> and you're watching, you're listening to another episode after the Bears lost, shocker, to the Detroit Lions, 31-26. to Ay, 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 the losing continues, the hapless coaching, the what-the-heck-are-you-doing decisions continue. And Matt Eberflus hopefully inches closer and closer to the plank. Lucas Berry, how are you doing living in a dark, dark world? I'm doing pretty well. You know, I just got back from Taco Tuesday. Now I'm talking Chicago Bears to my boys. It, uh, it's pretty good. We got Thanksgiving coming up. You know, uh, even the Bears can't ruin a, a positive mood I have going on tonight. Um, I'm feeling good. How are you guys doing? Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Just got back from uh, wrestling practice where uh, both of my kids are are now uh, on their on their road to becoming uh, wrestlers. Wrestlers. Um, so you got a little Brock Lesnar up there, Kurt Angle. Probably more Kurt Angle than uh, Brock Lesnar, but uh, or Andy Orton. Yeah, they're uh, yeah they're they're young, so lots of time to grow into it. But yeah, it's a good time. It's fun. Uh, the the family that kind of got us into it is um they go to the same school as the boys you know and now like they're around each other just 24 7 like these kids are just like attached to the hip now but it's a good time uh other than that i'm in a fairly good mood regarding uh all things considered even though uh the bears lost another game i think it was one of those games that gives you hope but also realizing that you ain't going anywhere this year. So it keeps, you know, draft capital in, in, in check. So yeah, here we are yet another Sunday, yet another loss. And not just another loss, another choke job. You're up. Uh, you're Was up this the worst the- loss they've had under Matt Eberflus? Joe, was it, is this worse than Denver? No, it can't be worse than Denver because I think it's bad. worse than Denver, dude. No, I mean, I mean, the only re- I think the reason it is because you got four turnovers and didn't exactly close, close the door. Um, 
Mm, I think the reason it isn't is because yeah, it might be worse than Denver. I don't know. The reason it isn't is, is is more like Fields did not play as well in the second half as he did throughout this whole game in the Denver game. He was inconsistent in the Denver game. But what do you think, Joe? Worst loss under Matt Eberflus? I think the Denver loss is worse just because of uh, how bad they were coming into the coming into that that game, and you're up on them, and you allowed them to come back double digits on you. At least, at least I mean, this is weird. I know it doesn't. The Senate should never be said, but at least the Lions are a good football team. And for them to come back on you like that um, is a bit different. Uh, it's a bit different. So, no, the, the Broncos it, it, have now beat the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah. So, so I mean, but at the time, they were a bad football team just like us. Yeah, they just came off 72 point. Well, yeah. I guess the bottom line is Matt Eberflus did this twice in one year. Uh, and, you know, you add in the, the Packers debacle where you just got demolished by that team at home in your home opener. I mean, what leg does this guy have left to stand on, Joe Gaither? Is he yeah. a dead man walking? Is is this it? This is this like sealing his casket in silly glue and duct taping it over the top a million times after you punch twenty million holes in it so you can't get out of it? Is he done? I mean, I hope so. That's okay. Depends on who you believe. Because what our buddy Brad Biggs two weeks ago talked about him being safe and coming back for another year. Uh, and then you've got guys like Rappaport saying he's out at the end of the year. Uh, I mean, it just depends on who you believe, but like you hope so. There's there's nothing about anything. Uh, look, last year you ended the year thinking, okay, you were okay. The Bears were in a lot of these games. They played hard. They played like they had a good game plan. Okay, they don't. They haven't played hard consistently throughout the year this year. They haven't looked like their game plan has 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 given them the best chance to win. Uh, maybe I mean last year you could tell. Oh, they they don't have as much talent. This year, they just don't look well coached at all. And you you got some of these, these dumb decisions, uh, all this rotational stuff. You got what, what, what's the deal with uh oh Montez Sweat not being on the field at 65% the the of the right. snaps. Oh well, we just run a rotation system. That's just how we do things. Well, how you do things is fucking dumb, dude. It is really stupid. Uh so no, I mean you can see that this team Maybe isn't the worst team uh, talent-wise. Maybe isn't as bad talent-wise as even I espouse in the first four weeks of the year. You can see that this team might be capable of uh, being competitive. You just need a, a real leader, a real coach, somebody that actually wants to, uh, that, that actually knows what they're doing to maybe give them a chance. I mean, think about you got this loss to the, to the Lions. You have the loss of Denver. I feel like there's another two in here from the season, and I'm just not thinking about them because I'm blocked. The Green Bay loss. I mean, yeah, the the Green Bay loss. You weren't really ever in that game. Well, that's the point, dude. They they, that was the home opener. They had all all offseason prepare for that. And Jordan Lee were playing against Jordan Love. Hall of Famer Jordan Love. Unbelievable. I mean, there was the Chiefs game. We got our freaking dicks kicked in too, Joe. There's just a few, quite a few games where they just completely came out unprepared. The Buccaneers game, 
That was a winnable game. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what we're thinking of because the Bucks game they were kind of up on that game until late. And shit, dude, even the Vikings game, man, they only lost that game by six. They should have, they should have been in that game. And the Saints game was another one they could have they could have won. Oh yeah, they choked that one away too. But I mean, like this last week, it's like you're in these games. It's like, well, maybe if you just had a competent coach, we wouldn't feel so bad about our team because they'd be put in better positions to succeed, and thus, oh, you're not three and eight. You're maybe five and three. You're four and four, like something like that. I I truly believe in this uh, learn how to win mantra thing that was going on last year like justin has to learn how to win the team needs to learn how to win as a whole you know i i didn't really get that until kind of uh you know last year you know i'm a, I'm, I'm in denver so I'm, an, I'm a nuggets fan and watching that team you know go through the playoffs win the championship like that team knows how to win now and they go into a fourth quarter down 10 this year there's like no sweat like it's not a problem and the bears like the players i feel like the players know well here it comes all the fans know it like if you're a betting man you should definitely bet you should have bet on you know lions plus whatever when they were down two touchdowns or down whatever they were down uh because the bears choke choke it every time and they just don't know how to win. They don't know how to close. They don't know how to come back. Uh, they just – and it's not necessarily just Eberflus, man. This has been a cancer for a long, long, long time. I mean, my issue with what happened this game was, I, did the Lions score a point that wasn't like two-minute drill? I'm pretty sure all the points they scored, all the touchdowns they scored, were when it was two-minute drill and Eberflus was just – calling some conservative defense to stop them from scoring, even though they scored every single time on it. Like the defense was balling all game, but they scored at the end of the half when there was like 40 seconds left. They drove down the field on you and put a touchdown in. Right. Jameer Jameer Gibbs touchdown was at nine 23 of the second quarter. So they scored one actual touchdown. I think during that whole game is my point. It was like most of the points came in that prevent and you kicked their ass for 98% of the game, but the 1% where it was two-minute drill, you just got demolished in because you were playing scared. You were playing not to lose. Like, So, I mean, that, that to me is coaching. I mean, he, he showed no balls there in those situations. What do you have to lose, man? You suck. Your team sucks. Fucking Notre Dame, Ohio State all over again. Makes me want to die. I mean, you you just knew it, like you said. Uh, when when you're down at the end of the game, the play, the fans know it. Like when we punted to the lines there at the end of the game, I was just like, "This is it!" Like, there's no way we're getting a stop. Right. I had no faith. There was no. I was just like, "It's over." And then, especially when it was like, "Oh, they're going to score," and Fields is going to turn the ball over. Like I was like, and then the first play, he just that's it. Goodbye. It's the same shit every week. Why the Bears still suck? The Bears still suck. All right, so Luke, you opened it up asking about uh, asking about Eberflus's job security. I, I, there's no way. 
There's no way that he sticks with that he stays stays with it. I mean, you're hearing mixed reports over the last two weeks talking about he's gonna stay. The McCaskies love him. Poles believes in him. X Y Z. But you're also hearing okay, that's just midseason talk. There's no way this motherfucker stays around and coaches a third Chicago Bears season, is there? A hundred percent. There's a hundred percent a possibility. This is the Chicago Bears that. Oh, we're gonna trot Matt and Ryan out there one more, one more season. No, dude, no. There's absolutely a chance that they do Matt this, Ryan. and they let Matt and Ryan, Matt, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Oh, oh. I was like, when the fuck did Matt Ryan play for the Bears? I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> Matt and Ryan, Ryan and Matt, the the evergreen coach and GM combination <laughs> better wow. year again all right yeah so they gave them a third year but so why do you think chris why do you think this is possible because it's george because it's george mccaskey and he's a freaking idiot and he they'll try to convince him that we're close you know still we're close we're close and there are signs that they have made improvements and like the biggest concern here is that they do win six or seven games so that he can say I doubled the wins in, in a year. And honestly, for any other organization, that might look pretty good. And from us as insiders looking out, we think, oh, this is terrible. Outsiders looking in are like, shit, he doubled the win total. They are on the right track. Like, like these are legit conversations probably going on in other fan bases. Like, like Packers fans are just they wanna they wanna fire LaFleur like right now. And Bears fans are like, yes, please, we will take him right now, please. Please and thank you. It's it's like it's just comical to me that this is how this organization is run year in and year out. Like, okay, biggest news today was Matt Canada was fired from the Steelers, right? That is something that the Steelers probably never would have done in the history of the Roonies, and they did it. Maybe McCaskey's finally going to be like, "Oh shit, I, I'm allowed to do that." Oh, okay, I, I can I can fire somebody midseason. But other than that, man, this this like we're back to Virginia getting hit by a bus is the only positive sign of this team moving forward. I'm waiting for the Warren bomb at the end of the season. I think he's firing everyone. Assuming that George allows him to. Yeah. I have the blind faith that he'll do it though. I don't think Besides that Poles. I also I also don't think that Poles will get fired. I don't think Poles will get fired. I'm, I agree I'm, on that. But I'm about ninety percent sure he's he's safe. Yeah, I think uh I think Warren will definitely step in though and, and fire a lot of people involved with the Bears, but I do think Ryan Poles is safe after this season. I mean I, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with the next coach and how involved, like if this all happens, you know, hypothetically and Warren's involved, yeah, who the next coach is. I Man, as much as Harbaugh makes, you know, every Bears fans uh, wet dreams, it, it, there's a good chance that doesn't happen. So right. what does the next coach look like if, if all that plays out? Um, he could have been the guy that smacked our ass this weekend. 
Jared Goff's going to come out of re- like going to retire from from football and coach. Uh, dude, that he threw that, he threw three picks, man. That last drive though was awesome. That that was a clinic on how to not panic down in the fourth quarter. The funny thing is, is that Jared Goff chokes huge against the cover two, and right. he did, and then he didn't. You know, um, well, well, you see. I mean, just like the night and day play calling between the Lions and like what the Bears do. Like if the Bears were down in that situation, you know, damn well, they were throwing on every single down. I mean, with the Lions and golf and Ben Johnson, they were running the ball like they were running the ball as time was ticking down and they were gashing the Bears just because the Bears were their stupid. Whatever the fuck, don't don't let them throw a Hail Mary defense. And the Lions are like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll just hand it to Jameer Gibbs and he'll. You know, he'll take 12 yards here and he'll juke out your $20 million linebacker for a first down. There's a bad tackling on – there's a bad tackling. That was the other – like, Joe, going back to, like, a point you made earlier about last season is, like, you saw the hits philosophy or whatever actually start to work, like, like play out and, like, make sense. Yeah. And then the discipline – Looked looked like it was there because we had like next to no penalties last year. Bottom five in the league in penalties this year. That's not true. Uh, and then the last piece of it was was preparedness. Like they were prepared. Like it didn't look like they were completely freaking lost. I don't know what happened to Matt Eberflubber in the off season, but that dude just like got dumb. Like it's like they're not prepared. They're not disciplined. They they're not buying it in, dude. I don't buy that either, though. Like, it doesn't seem like a team that qu- that's quit. If they had quit on Eberflus, this this would be way worse. Yeah, but I think they cannot quit on him, but still not subscribe to his philosophy or whatever. But they said they said like who was it? Like Lance Briggs or somebody said that there aren't like eye rolls in the locker room and shit like that. There's not anybody's like, nobody's out. Like everybody's still bought in. And like, that was not true with like Tressman or like whoever, like people were like, Oh yeah, this fucking guy, like this clown, like this CFL nerd. Like this is not, I mean, I'm not just trying to like dispute here, but you also think that could be because it's like a team of losers. Like you said, they don't know how to win. None of these guys ever experienced winning. Like, these guys are a bunch of bozos. They're all most TJ Edwards just went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, all Jermaine Edmonds has a winning record his entire career in Buffalo. I'm just saying the majority of the team is younger players, and Bears culture is all they know, which is but all those younger losing players, consistently, and that includes Fields. Well, yes, Fields in the NFL, but Fields in college doesn't know that. I'm just saying I'm just, the entire offense is like a bunch of NFL losers at this point. Like all of them. They don't have a yeah. single winning player on that roster besides whatever. Mercedes Lewis. Okay, great. The fucking 79-year-old tight end. He's really going to be leading the offensive locker. Like, they're a bunch of nice, losers. He had a nice catch for Bajant, though. Is that his only what catch this year? I think so. It might be. I think Fields targeted him like one time and he dropped it. No, but do you know what do you know what I'm saying, Chris? Like, no, I I, I, I hear I I hear your argument. I'm just outside saying. of those two linebackers. It really is like truly a team of just they know nothing but losing. 
Yeah, so, but I'm not, okay, like, but you don't think, like, I don't think that them losing makes any difference on whether or not they buy into, like, whether or not they want to play for a guy week in and week out. If they're a bunch of losers and they don't know any better, then you would think that they wouldn't play hard at all. And I think there are definitely signs that they are playing hard. This is the problem with this organization and this and, and, and what George is going to see. I think they're playing hard. They're just not playing very smart. They're not playing, you know, they're, they're not playing very, very well, you know, well-informed football. What I – what I have a huge problem with is the shit that Eberflu says at the at the podium. Yeah, like, like freaking essentially being asked like what could have gone better, and then talking about what you did well. Like what what changes would you have made? Oh well, you know, in the Carolina game and the New Orleans game, Matt, we really we really executed there, and and we had some great calls. And you know, uh, defensive coordinator, that'd be me. Made some good calls. Like, are you fucking for real? Did you really just stroke yourself on the fucking podium after a after a seventeen point letdown in the fourth quarter? Get the fuck out of here! Like that wasn't ridiculous. only that. He he flashed back to the Saints game, which he also lost. It wasn't even a game they won. I know. Like, it was oh, like, yeah, like, I, I called a good said, play, which we, the- which we almost won. Like he said that or some shit. Like, dude, fuck out of here. And you're talking about Carolina, the worst team in the league and you won by three points and you want to like count that in your like hall of fame and like your your proof that you're the man fuck out of here dude like this is not a secret like i know what you're saying that it is like the mccaskies but like all this is just like there's just no possible way they could keep this freaking buffoon there's just no That's way. The problem, dude, is we say this shit all the time, and it doesn't happen. Virginia like, it, loves him. Like, Virginia like, like so handsome. yeah, they he's don't so care about job performance. They just, oh man, that Matthew, he's such a nice boy. He's working so hard. That he is lover, the, he's the media so, so nice. The media oh is mean God. to him. He's, I know. I see his light on the office light on every time I leave. Do you guys he's see like, that play call he had versus the Saints? He's like my he's like my he's like my older brother's age. He's so sweet. Oh my God. Fucking I just, about the same I don't age know. as Virginia. I, I think they brought in Kevin Warren to do a lot of their dirty work and, and take this organization over. That's what I'm believing. We'll see at the end of the year, but I, I do think they're gonna nuke this thing top to bottom, save Ryan Poles after this year. What are you doing? Again with the timing. Just stupid timing. Like, so after one year, right? Is this a, wait? Is this Eberflus' third year? No, this is his second year, right? This is yeah, second. second. After one year, you bring in a president to potentially cut everybody at the end of year two. On the after the year one of like, we know this is a rebuild. We we're we're gearing up for next year. And in one year, you're going to look back and be like, yeah, they brought in Kevin Warren to nuke everybody. I don't like that's that definitely wasn't the plan. Then it could I, it could be the plan moving forward, potentially and hopefully. But I, I'm starting to question whether what what role Kevin Warren's going to play. I don't know. Stadium. 
What? He's the stadium guy. That's his job. Get the stadium built. Keep us making money. Yeah, I I don't like to to Raul's point. You know, the couple of things that Raul made a, a good point on that had me questioning was like Eberflus choosing or uh, polls choosing Eberflus because Chris Ballard worked with Eberflus in Indianapolis and worked with polls in Kansas City and and just talked him up and. And so Poles went with him. And then the other thing is that Kevin Warren doesn't leave the Big Ten to just be a yes man for George McCaskey. Those are interesting takes for me. He's nuking this thing. He's dropping the W-bomb. The Warren bomb. They better go down the hallway on whatever it is, Black Monday, and say, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. You're cool. Bring out a big old trash can and be like, there's a trash can at the end of the hall. Everybody get the fuck out of here in three hours or less. Justin Fields is going to open his locker at the end of the end of the year, and it's just going to be a picture of Drake May (laughs) (laughs) taped to the back. That'd be funny. Well, you want to talk about the Vikings at all? And it is Vikings next, right? Come on, Joe. I just set you up with a perfect segue and you go right to the Vikings. We need to talk about our man Justin Fields' return to the Bears. I think he had a solid game. I still think we overreact too many times game by game with this guy. Uh, we got six left and we'll see what happens. But I thought he played well. Like Chris said last week, what is there uh, left to evaluate that you haven't evaluated yet? But Give him a job, 10-year deal. Now, that's what half of our – or I, I would say 90% of Bears Twitter would say today. But 10-year deal, he's the man. Yeah. Fuck that. That dude needs to be on a, a game-by-game contract. Quarter-by-quarter <laughs> <Four, laughs> right, Joe, I'm going to ask you this. Was it me, or, or did you think the Lions were almost surprised that he was running that much again to start the game? Um, I do think the Lions were surprised a little bit, but I was also doing some uh, some reading on Twitter with some of the more like the scheme guys, and they were kind of uh, insinuating that the Lions scheme was not really defending a lot of the Ed's rushing uh, and was kind of giving, letting Justin Fields take that per se. Um. So yeah, I was surprised. Uh, the I was I was surprised that Justin played that way. That he played well. I the thing is just like there's no. He's going back to your beginning conversation. He is right there in your. This kid needs to learn how to win. This kid just somehow some way figures out a way to lose. And I don't know if 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 it's damn it if it's Bears related or if it's Justin Fields related, but. I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like the Lions probably just uh, didn't take the Bears very seriously this uh, this week is what it looked like. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. But uh, for me, my point about that more so, Joe, is also like I feel like when teams really sell out to not let him get outside of the pocket, that's like when he really struggles, which just baffles me on why every yeah. team would not just like, you're going to see the Vikings do it this week. And that's why I'm like, 
yeah, he did it one week, but we need to see it the rest of the way versus these defenses who are going to adjust to him. And we even saw this at the end of last year when defenses adjusted to him. Like, I don't know. Can you really? I thought Justin Fields played really well, and I would say, yeah, if he played like that the last six weeks, you have a really good conversation and debate on your hands. But my question to you guys is, can you really rely on an offense where you have to have the quarterback run 20 times to establish his arm? Like that's not sustainable. Like you can't. I think they ran it way too much the second half anyway. I mean, sure. But like, my point is like, you can't not run that because if you just drop him back and pass, then he's not going to be good at it. No, but I think, (laughs) I think he's going to scramble for enough to keep you honest. And I was hoping they would start throwing some wrinkles off of those quarterback runs. Like, dump a pass over the top of it or something, you know, like there's so many things you could do with that dude and his legs that to threaten a defense, but they don't, they just keep it simple. Shit, dude. Fucking, I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know how Jalen Hurts scores on all these, like right up the gut freaking draws, but that was, uh, yeah. Um, so Luke, I want to ask you, you know, a lot of people think, you know, Getzi's a big problem, right? I thought that first drive was masterful and that the play calling throughout the first quarter, at least, was 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 great. Um, and that there's been a lot of times he puts fields in position to do well. Um, so the other – Two questions is like, if we're going to hang Getsy for every shitty thing he does, are we going to praise him for having a good game? And the second part is, is he really that bad or is Eberflus hang, uh, hamstringing him with like keeping it way too conservative? Uh, to your second question, I think the answer is yes. I definitely think. Eberflus's philosophy of not turning the ball over rubs off on him. You know, I could definitely see Eberflus in his ear or something like saying like, you know, run the ball, like, you know, they game plan this stuff. Oh, if we're up in this situation, we're going to run the ball here and try and chew the clock. Like it was clear as day what they were trying to do at the end, but it was just like, if you have any kind of like modern NFL brain, it's just not how you're going to win the game. You're not like, if you're going to run the ball twice before you throw a deep ball, deep ball and then punt at least try and like run outside or run some kind of like, like to your point, Chris, you said that maybe they ran the QB action too much and there's end of game situations. That's the guy you want running the freaking ball, right? You would want fields or someone on a QB sweep where they have a one linebacker on him and you hope he beats his guy. Like we're just running dive plays to our halfback running into the back of our lineman, like freaking run a play action pass too. That would also work. Like, I don't know. So, yeah, I do think Eberflus plays a big part in that. Uh, your question one, I didn't think Getsy's game plan was bad at all. I thought they called a solid game. He did things that Fields does well, and the defense was giving it to him, and he kept he kept going back to it. I mean, that fourth quarter was awful, but, you know, without being in the huddle, it's hard to know who's making them shots. But just from what we know about Eberflus, it sure seems like that's, like, his overall team philosophy. Yeah, sit on sit on your sit on your points. Don't try to get more. <clears throat> I uh, I mean, if Tyler Scott fucking runs full speed that whole time, 
<clears throat> that whole time we might be having a different conversation and it doesn't matter if he ran the ball oh. 40 times in the fourth quarter, but a hundred percent, but also like in that situation, <clears throat> I mean, I understand it should have been caught and the ball was perfectly thrown, but also like it's a low percentage throw. I mean, yeah. why are we not calling you. some kind of like rub route to the sideline to Cole commit or like rolling or fields s- out and or just like slant to DJ. Even on that play, he could have thrown it to DJ. And I know some of the people are like, he made the right DJ was open. He could have thrown him the fucking ball and he would have definitely caught that shit. Yeah. Even if he's a yard short of the sticks, okay, then you have a decision and you punt. But throwing that deep ball is just such a low percentage because. I mean, Bajant would have hit Mooney on a on a headshot, you know, <laughs> got the first down, but got his guy killed. <clears throat> but Bajant would have never hit that second quarter touchdown to DJ. Oh, no way. Um. Secret agent man. I think, uh, I, man, and this, this, like this, that's the, this is the problem. It's like I really don't know what to think about Getzy and how much Eberflus has to has has influence over the offense. Shoot him in the head because he's talking. He constantly talks about how he's in the offensive meetings. Is he really like? Oh, like I'm here to help you you know, game plan on what the defense is going to do, or am I here to tell you this is how you're going to run your offense because this is how I think football should be played and how football should be won. 1999. Eber flubber. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I do think Eber flus, that is just – the overall team philosophy, and he has all the coaches subscribe to it. But I think bigger picture here. The ones that haven't been fired for sexual harassment. harassment. Right. I mean, I'm curious, though. What do we make out of the field situation here? Joe Gaither, I know you how much you liked him coming out of college. I mean, we all did, but what do we make out of it now, especially with the Panthers holding the number one pick, uh, which is likely to, to not drop too far? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same place I've been for the last six weeks or so is, you know, I'd like to see the kid put it together, but I don't like, yeah, I still see the athleticism. I still see the tools that I loved and that would come out of college, but you're still, you know, still stuck on some of these or we're, we're having the same conversation that we had, what, four, five years ago, Luke, with, is it Matt Nagy or is it Trubisky? Is it Matt Nagy or is it Trubisky? Uh, if only he had a quarterback coach uh, that would fit for, to Trubisky's skill set. Like, so we're having the same conversations, in my opinion. And again, did were the Bears right to move on from Trubisky? Yes, they were. Will they be right at the end of the year if they move on from from Justin Fields? Probably so. Oh, if they bring him back for another year and they use these top end picks for for Shanu and Marvin Harrison or Brock Bowers or you know some bad, you know use him for some not, big time non quarterback. All right, I'm. I mean, I'm on board with it just because I don't have any faith with. Uh, it, it's it's like we've been out here on this uh, on this quarterback kind of like raft out here in this ocean, not going anywhere. That it's like, well, shit. If the wind blows us one way, I guess we're going that way. Uh, I, I whatever they decided to do, I don't really have a whole lot of faith that's going to take us anywhere. 
I still want it to be Justin Fields. I recognize that he had a, you know, above average game, above average performance for himself this weekend. <laughs> but you know what the end result was? A loss. And whether that was uh, Eberflus and whether it's Eberflus getting into uh, Luke Getze's offensive room. I mean, they, I just watched them. I'm watching the game for a second time right here on, on, on the second screen. I just watched them from fourth and one kick a field goal uh, to go from what twenty uh, to go up uh, for, to go up nine. Well, buddy, if you if you go for it right there and you punch it in, uh, you're, you're instead of up nine, you're up what's that? Another four? Another? You're up twelve or so? Uh, I don't know. It's just such inept inept leadership from the top. That do you want Justin? Like, yeah, I think Justin can. Be the guy. I'd love to see him have it show a little more fire. Show a little more fire. Show show some of the fire that he showed this weekend. I'd love to show him. You know, see him kind of take more ownership of everything. The the problem with the organization right now is everybody points blame at everybody else. Um, I got a few points, and one of them I just thought of. Uh, Fuck! What did you say? Um, As far as like Fields is progression i thought this was his best pocket awareness game that he's had other than the last play of the game obviously but you saw him step up into a pocket he never steps up into the pocket it's always rolling out rolling you know playing laterally trying to beat somebody with his legs rather than playing the pocket and throwing the deep ball like the the touchdown to to dj he he stepped up in the pocket which is something you just never see from him um what were you saying right before then, Joe? Damn it. I said something about playing with emotion. Uh, I said something about taking ownership of the offense. Uh, I said something about mm-hmm. conservative coaches, chicken of the egg, yeah, Mr. Trubisky. I don't know. This is just black version of Mitchell Trubisky. I just, I just want to see. Well, okay, so like with with Getzy, like in Nagy, I think Getzy actually did try to adjust the offense to Fields last year. I mean, we saw a huge explosion of points in the middle of the season when he completely changed the offense, and now this game looks like they're reverting back to that same offense and maybe just adding some wrinkles into it, which they should have done from the beginning of the fucking year. Exactly. That just shows the, uh, the, like, okay. So that, and that's where I have a problem. Like, where is the ineptitude then? Is it fucking Eberflus or is it Getsy or like, like, I just don't know how long they make things, try to make things work until they realize that they're not going to work and then do something different which they they just don't until it's like too little too late. And like with Fields, man, I like if he plays like this the rest of the year, we'll have we'll have a conversation on our hands, that's for sure. Cuz I thought he played very well. Um in statistics, you know, people are complaining that 165 yards is is a bad look. When, dude, he had 65% completion. That's like that's my biggest right. thing. Is he was and he hitting, ran for another 102 on the ground. And he's hitting passes, dude. That's like that's the biggest thing. Um I mean, am I a pessimist for just thinking it's not going to happen though when you see like the Browns and Vikings on the schedule? Like my biggest thing is just like I I don't know. It's just it's so bears, it's so fields for them to get your hopes up. 
and then they'll just go out there on Monday night and stomp on your heart with just some garbage that you're going to see on offense. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the pessimist in me, but I'm oh, yeah, like, especially looking TV. at this. I'm Dude, just I like, so. man, I like, I hope Brian Flores throws every fucking piece of everything at him. Right. Natural because TV, like, if you don't like, it, like this, you have to know now, like you have to, he has, like, you can't just be like, okay. Like if you play six games against mediocre competition, which there's a lot of that in there, there's the Falcons, there's the, uh, the, the Cardinals. Cardinals, like, the Packers. You play, you play the Lions again. You play the Packers again. The Vikings, uh, you Browns. play Minnesota. But Minnesota's going to blitz the shit out of them. You know right. they will. Like forty nine percent of the time at at minimum. Um, so I want him to have to do it against different shit. Right. Because like Flores isn't going to like allow Fields to run all over the place. He's going to have to do it with some some different some different talents and they're there. I mean, the Vikings defense really isn't that good for a hell of a coordinator. They've been coming on lately though. I mean, yeah, probably more so about the coordinator than the players, but. Oh man. Daniel Hunter's contract, man, that dude's so smart. He's get, he gets a million dollars to crack 12 sacks or 13 sacks. And then he gets another million for like, almost for like every sack from there on out. Like he's just, every time he racks up a sack, he's getting another million dollars because of his like. uh, How many does he have this year? He's got 13 or something like that. He's he's like oh, second wow. in the league. That like guy's a beast. The he's, yeah. he's always up there. Kind of underrated, I feel like, honestly. Totally. Totally underrated. Um, Put him opposite of fucking sweat. Yeah, I mean, am I a pessimist, though, for just thinking, like, it's inevitably going to happen where he's going to just... No. I mean... No. No, but, I, think but also, a, like, I think you're a realist. I mean, do you think... Am I also being too harsh from like, all right, one bad game and that's it? Or do you guys really think like if he puts up a clunker, then he's probably pretty much done here? Depends on what the clunker is. Like, like if he, like, listen, people want to cry about like turnovers with Fields. My problem with Fields' turnovers are were like more like the stupid fumble shits that he does. Like, if mm-hmm. he has like Bajan type turnovers where he's being aggressive and, t- and throwing it over the middle, I, I'll live with that. Like that's fine. right. If he takes his shots, he's got the arm talent to do things that Bajan couldn't do. But Bajan had the the guts, the balls to to take shots that Fields just won't take. Like, and I don't know what that is, but um, but if Fields like hesitates and like doesn't hit his dudes and looks like the Fields that we've seen most of the year, then his his fate is sealed. But like if he plays like this, I think I I I don't know, man. There, there we might have turned a corner, but like the the fact that he is manipulated that he manipulated the pocket so well this week for me that was the that that is a huge leap forward for him in my opinion. Right. No, I I agree. I that's why I'm asking the question. You know, do you think one bad game does it, or you know, is it possible that he could put some enough good stuff on tape even with a bad game down the stretch and convince what? them enough to not take a quarterback at one or two. Let me ask you this. Like, let's say, do you think that, like, let's say they fire Eberflus. Do you think that they are going to tell the next coach that you're, we're taking a quarterback and not even give them the option for field. So like, let's say, let's no say it's way. Ben Johnson and Ben Johnson's like, I absolutely love Justin Fields. I can, I can 
I can win with this dude, that they even let him do it? Or do you think Poles is like, no, we're taking Drake May or Caleb Williams or I got a wild hair at my ass and I'm taking J.J. McCarthy? I see what you're saying. Um, Cause that's, if a that's, tough, that's, that's a tough question. I feel like they would have to let the coach kind of. All right. So then I come to think, a decision. and that's what I think is going. That's, that's where, that's what I'm, that's the off season soap opera for me is what does this mm-hmm. look like? Cause if it's, you know, whoever, whoever it is, you know, right. Could this be like a two, could this be like a two Mike McDaniel situation in Miami? Or or MC. Harbaugh and Alex Smith. Like, I mean, I know that's just a happens to be the topic of everybody's, you know, wet dreams in Chicago. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, all this is really good stuff, but to, to me, the main kicker in all this is like during all these years when this happened, I don't think there's been a quarterback or two quarterbacks of this magnitude coming out. So that's what makes this interesting because you get different reads on these guys from different people. I've heard people like Nate Tice say that he has both May and Williams up there with Joe Burrow as a prospect. So you hear guys like that who are just respected in you know the, the scouting community and media community. So it's really fascinating to me. You know, he said he had he said he had Drake May as number two ever. Yeah. It's, Which it's pretty insane stuff. Surprising. Like outside, like he said, he never, he never scouted like uh, Andrew Luck, but I think he said it was like, as far as prospects go, it was Trevor Lawrence and then Drake may and, and then Drake Burrow, may. I think. And I think he had fields in his top five as well, but. Uh, Once he'd been scouting for like two days. No, I two think dec- he said two decades. Just kidding. He, he said, said he didn't. He said he did. Nate Tice is that Mike Tice's son? Yeah. Oh, uh, Nate Tice. We don't give a shit about anybody in, in the Tice family. Nate Nate Tice does some good stuff with uh, Dane Brugler on his podcast. Oh, Dane Dane Brugler. When's he gonna Our drop the beast? He's about three weeks late already. No, he's <laughs> not. You're fucking nuts. Now, now, Joe. Um, <laughs> I know you kind of are on tape about Caleb Williams, but while we're on this topic, I mean, how do you feel about Drake May and the year he's having? Because he's, I feel like Drake May is one of those guys where the hype wasn't there at first and he got better last year. And then he got, you know, people are like, this guy's really good. He's on our radar. And then this year he's like, he's, he, he just keeps getting better. How do you feel about him? I know, I know you're a little bit sour on Caleb, but how do you feel about Drake there, Joe? No, I feel kind of the same sort of way. Not, not, not necessarily sour on Caleb Williams. I'm, I'm sour on all the quarterbacks. I'm sour on the idea that the Bears are a quarterback away from being, you know, really competitive, like winning the division level competitive. Uh, I think and- their offense is uh, a quarterback away from being a fringe top ten offense. I think the offensive line is plenty close, and the and the wide receivers aren't far off if you draft another guy with a high draft pick. But yeah. I'll, I'll let yeah. you continue. I'm just going to put that in there. I think the offense really isn't that far off. It's just with, with, with any of these pro- prospects, Caleb Williams could be the guy that because it comes into the league next year and becomes that top six, top five quarterback. Same with Drake May. I mean, but you, there's just so much unknown that I ref- <clears throat> I have grown to a place where I refuse to get excited about these guys. Like, you know, it took me – 
I, Trubisky got drafted, and I put on his highlight tape that night. And by the end of the night, I said, "Yep, this guy can do it. This guy can be the guy." Yada yada yada. We can be 15 year pro. I said the same thing with Fields, and like, I'm just not going to do it. It, it, it. Look, if draft night comes and you draft Caleb Williams or you draft Drake May. I'll be behind them. I'll be behind them. But do I have a whole lot of hope? Do I have a whole lot of belief? No, I don't. Uh, because well, who, who are they going to put them? Uh, there's just so many variables. Who are they going to put them with the play caller? Are they going to, you know, mix up the offensive, like all the offensive staff? Are they all gone? Like, what's what's the deal going to be there? Are they going to throw rookie quarterback out there week number one? Do they keep Justin Fields or for another year or not? So, yeah, how do I feel about Drake May? I feel, you know, like he's a good dice roll, just like Caleb Williams. Good dice roll. He could could be a good quarterback, but are you going to support him? Are you going to give him a good play caller? Are you going to go out and get him another receiver or, or, or shore up the interior of the Bears' offensive line? Like, are you going to help support that quarterback, whether it be a Drake May or Caleb Williams uh, Justin Fields or whoever it might be. No. Just get him a they're center gonna, that can snap. They're gonna they're gonna fuck it up. They'll probably hire Jim Caldwell. Well, like, exactly. oh, we, had, we had him in the we had him in the top three last time. He's still out there. Let's bring, him back. <laughs> let's bring, let's bring our second place last time in. <laughs> That's exactly the point. You bring it. So like, let's say you bring in Jim Caldwell, and you say, "All right, well, we're drafting Caleb Williams or drafting Drake May." Like you can hamstring any of these any of these prospects. You can put them all in a box. Like. You still got motherfuckers believing that Mitchell Trubisky can be the guy in the right system with the right guy on the right day, on the right temperature, with the right day, oh, with the right breeze in the air. Like, and, and maybe they're literally, right. You're literally calling out one dude on fucking Twitter. <laughs> well, maybe they're right, but it's just like it, it, you got to get a lot of it correct. And so, okay, are you going to draft Williams or May? Sure, fine. Do that, polls. Do that, polls. But you better make sure you pair him up with the right head coach. You better go out and get him a, a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. And you better make sure that that Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't have ankle or foot problems that 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 you know destroy his career like your last top five wide receiver draft pick that you had. Like, uh, you, you, like so many things can happen that I just refuse to. Like, you have to win two games in a row to get me somewhat excited. To get to me some song, maybe exactly. Song. I will not be moved until you win two games in a row. And whether it's Justin Fields, Drake May, Caleb Williams, JJ McCarthy, uh, you know, Bo Nix, uh, whoever, it doesn't matter. Michael Penix, I don't fucking care. Like, draft whoever you want and get the rest of it around him. Get the or, or keep Justin Fields and get the rest of it around him. And, and, and it's just going to have to be more than well. Let's go get the call. You could drop goddamn Dan Marino in the in this team right now, like Dan, prime Dan Marino, and Eberflus will still be hamstringing him by making him punt on fourth and one, making him kick field goals on fourth and one. Like, all right, Joe, uh, that's how I feel. And you've been on record saying this before, and, and you know you're sticking to your guns on this, and that's Joe Gaither, but. If I had to tell you to pick, who do you want to be the Bears quarterback next year and beyond, you know, knowing all things that Fields is in his fourth year contract coming up, 
Caleb Williams, you get the rookie contract plus potential. Drake May, rookie contract plus potential. Which one of those guys are you taking? Drake May. Okay. So there's our answer. That's the... uh, That's the golden goose. What about you, Chris Krogman? What about you? Same question. Drake Which May. guy? Drake May. I think we're all on board with that. I, I agree. I, I love Drake May. And the reason is the aggressiveness down the middle of the field. I, I just I, like that he's like more of a not that the other guy, not that like Caleb and Justin. I mean, they they, they can't. They're kind of flaky from the pocket. He's just I like that he's gonna stand in the pocket and not try and run out of there super quick. And then, like you said, Chris, rip to the middle of the field. Do that. Uh, did, you, just, did you see that TD yeah. he had in the Duke yeah, game? Yeah. And he f- just flicked it. Yeah. Look it up. Look at our wrist. He took yeah. a shot too, man. He got freaking yeah. crushed. Well, he's a, he's a big kid too, right? Yeah, he's, he's big. The thing about both them dudes, though, I know a lot of people, you know, whatever. You can make fun of Caleb Williams for whatever. Both their teams kind of suck, really. I mean... Yeah, it's wild how bad USC is. USC's bad, and UNC's also kind of horrible. And the fact well, UNC's kind of always been kind of awful. It's just right. crazy. But the ranked is just like, I guess my point is like the rank, uh, Drake Mays leading them to multiple wins, and it feels like in every game he has to come back multiple times, and he, and he does. Well, that, like, that was one of the things Nate Tice was talking about. It's just like they lose, but he has a phenomenal game. Like right, he, he's relentless. Three fifty and four touchdowns, and they just suck. Their defense is terrible. Right. Um, Sounds like he's ready for Chicago then. Yeah, it'll be super interesting. I fucking hate that we have these conversations. Like, no, I do. Oh yeah, it's gonna be super interesting. It's gonna be super interesting. We'll All see right, well happens. let's let's talk about a, a better co- a topic of conversation. I know we're at fifty two minutes here, but. Uh, you know, Tyreek Stevenson calls two turnovers this game. Mm-hmm. It was uh, our second round draft pick there. We had Gervon Dexter, I think, had a pressure from the edge. I think they had him deployed outside. Yeah. I think he had yeah. a QB hit. Uh, I mean, now that these guys are developing, I think Darnell Wright saved the last play. It was really frustrating. Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson for a lot of that game. Uh, I still I mean, don't I, necessarily put that all on Darnell Wright either. Yeah. I mean, he could have rode Hutchinson – right past a, a clean pocket, but like, and I don't necessarily blame fields. It's just bad habits. He just drifts. Like I've seen it. And there's other quarterbacks that do it too. Like Mahomes does it all the time. Just drifts and drifts and drifts and drifts and just trust the big arm to chuck it an extra three yards that you keep traveling backwards for no damn reason. Like it's like, it's like it's Madden dude. If they just run backwards until they don't get sacked and have to huck it 40 extra yards. But Anyway, you're right. I think Darnell Wright had an absolutely great game against uh, Hutchinson. Yeah, I guess my point is just like the rookies are are starting to come around a little bit. They're playing better. Uh, I mean, I don't know. What do, what do we think? Do we trust Hulls at least in terms of draft evaluation or still not quite there yet? I, th- that's, I think that's his strongest suit. I think that's his strong, the strongest thing that he brings to this team is the, the last – really even two years of draft classes. So to come full circle, would would you trust him with choosing the quarterback? Yeah. You know, despite the situation, like would you feel more comfortable with him choosing your quarterback than Ryan Pace? 
I feel more comfortable about him making the choice of do we keep Fields or move on for one of these because you're taking a risk no matter what. But I think that I feel comfortable with his risk evaluation uh, to to say, all right, well, Mayor Williams, one of these two guys, is a better option than uh, the Fields is. What about you, Chris? How do you feel about the draft evaluation and and what I just asked Joe? Do you trust him with that big of a decision? More than whoever else, yeah. I mean, I don't know who else are Ryan yet. Pace. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Pace not only proved himself with Trubisky, the Trubisky Mitch, but he was he had a huge hard on for Mariota. Yeah, he did. I forgot that, about that. And he brought him into Atlanta, and he was not not good. I mean, not good. Um, <laughs> Pace's process was so flawed anyway. Oh, this guy drives a beat-up car. He, he's a guy we really like. <laughs> the, process, the process flaw was... Not wow. even interviewing Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a process. It's yeah, not it's a process. Crazy. And having the guy you thought was worth taking at three, future Hall of Famer, multi-time Super Bowl winner, come in and uh, and then you you uh, let him go. I will say, you know, Mahomes has had a down year, and like uh, he had what like 177 yards passing, uh, and. Somebody was like, "Oh yeah, how come? How come nobody's talking shit about Mahomes having 177 yards passing and he's a shitty quarterback? Because uh, he has multiple Super Bowls already. That's why." <laughs> yeah, some of these people are just—they get so butthurt about everything. Yeah, can't even watch football without comparing it to something else. Right. Right. Not only that, the fact that. They're making fun of 177 yards, but also inherently making fun of Fields for throwing for less this week. <laughs> right, that's like, the thing. Like, like you're like you're laughing at Mahomes saying, "Oh, how come no one's saying this?" But it's like, okay, your guy's still throwing for less than the number you are making fun of. Right. Well, I think the the thing is is that nobody's saying Mahomes sucks, but they all say Fields sucks. That's why. They're upset, and I would get that if Mahomes hadn't shown it multiple times. Oh yeah, it's like <clears throat> I don't know. Um, all right, let's 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 talk a little bit about this Vikings game. So three and eight Bears travel to the icy cold tundra yeah. of Minnesota. Gonna be inside, sort of, dude, of Saran Wrap Stadium, that, the house that Warren built. The house that Saran Wrap built. Uh, six and five Vikings, three and eight Bears, uh, three and a half point favorites are the Vikings, which is not that high. And over under set at 44. Oh, wait, on that's Monday night football. It's down to 43. On Monday night football. And it is it opened at three and a half and it's still at three and a half. Prime time. Bears on prime time. The prime time Justin against the the Steelers a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Lucas, 
Paris Cupboard? No. Your name's not Lucas. I'll tell you what, man. The money and the bets are on the Bears right now. Yeah. Part of me wants to say they will keep it close because I feel like outside of the Packers game, when Eberflus has extended period of time to game plan, his team normally comes out a little bit stronger. Um, no, I'm going to say the Vikings win by seven. I'm not saying the Bears. I think it'll be close, and then I think something stupid's going to happen. The Vikings will go up by more than they should be. Is Justin Jefferson going to come back next week? I don't think so. He's killing me. Freaking killing me. Um, Joe? Uh, I got 27-20. to 20. The Minnesota Vikings will win the game and thus cover. And the over. So Vikings and the over. I man on the Minnesota Vikings. I will say the fields figures pull pulls figures Flores out and throws into the blitz for the first time in his career because we had a huge leap forward where he manipulated the pocket. Now we're gonna see that he does know how to throw into a blitz instead of running away from it. He's gonna actually just throw it to the guy where the blitzer is coming from. And uh, Bears are going to keep it close. I say 24-21 Vikings. Oh. I'm saying 27-24 Vikings. No, 27-23 Vikings. Oh, did you say a touchdown? You said a touchdown earlier. That's I took it back. Four points. <laughs> they're barely going to cover. They're going to cover. I hate, I hate the hook cover. It makes me want to jump off a building. Vegas knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think this is. Uh, I think this is good. This is a good show. Yeah. Happy or sad that your Bears are not playing on Thanksgiving, guys? Happy. Happy as well. I don't want to see. An, I'm so sick of these Thursday games, dude. This Friday game is whack, dude. It's like at three o'clock on Friday. It's weird. So weird. Black Friday. Black Friday. It's a weird, weird game. I'm taking the Dolphins and Survivor, so hopefully they can beat whatever What's that What Survivor is. are you surviving? I'm in one with Austin. I was going to say, is this Austin's? And you're and you're still alive? Well, it's it's double elimination, but yes. So you've well, been eliminated once? I have the Tigers. I did lose has, once, yeah. Has everybody been eliminated twice? Or once? Uh, I think there might be a few undefeated teams, but this one gets tricky because in a few weeks you have to pick two teams to win with the teams you have remaining. So Tom will be knocked out then. That'll be that's fun. That's yeah. fun. This 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 one's fun. And uh there is you're able to choose one team to use twice, but they couldn't have made the playoffs last year. Oh. I use the Browns. We use the Browns, that's looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um like and then it. in the first five weeks, you had to pick one of the teams you chose the one in weeks one to f- in week six. You had to choose one of the teams you picked in weeks one to five to lose. <laughs> so please, man, so how many, all, how complicated can you the, make it? Yeah, there's a few, quite a few rules in there. So that's why a lot of people get knocked out early. That's why it's double elimination. But luckily, or you could for, just make it normal and then not have to make it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it makes it. I mean, it makes it fun because, like, I lost the bill. I lost I the it. bill. We lost the Bills game, or the Bills fucking lost to um, 
wherever the Bills got embarrassed by the first time. Yeah. On, on their losing streak. Who was that? It was someone horrible. It's somebody, whoever it was, I think that's who I got knocked out. No, I think I got smartened. No, Danny Dimes saved me week two or whatever against the Cardinals. And then week three is when I lost, like, on something stupid. All right. Well, anyway, the, I lost the hey. Bills week, but I'm still alive. So I'm using Miami this week versus the Jets. Miami Dolphins. And Miami by the way, if, if the Bears would have won last week, that would have knocked out a ton of people. Miami Dolphins number one. You guys think the Dolphins have it over the Jets? No. Yes. Yes. Over the Jets. Yes. Oh, Tim Boyle, Tim Boyle, man. Tim Boyle, dude. Coming in. The right. real question is, do I start Garrett Wilson? That guy no. shit the bed last week. That's <laughs> all right. I picked up Rondell Moore. He's uh, he's Kyler's he's... favorite. All right, Joe. Sing us out. The Bears still suck. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube